1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Real Vision. My name is Santiago Velez, co-founder of Block Digital. And I'm excited to bring to you today our guest, Pavel Baines. He is the CEO of Blue
0: Cell. Welcome. Hey, Santiago. Thanks for uh, having me here. I'm looking forward to this interview with Real Vision.
1: Yeah, so, you know, as you know, you've, I'm sure you've seen uh, many of our interviews. We like to do deep dive, long form kind of conversations on on projects that we think are are interesting and have a potential impact on the industry. So uh, before we get into what you guys are working on at BlueZell, I'd love to hear about you yourself, uh, your journey, how you got into blockchain, and then eventually how you got to
0: forming Zell. Oh, yeah, I uh, love talking about this. So my background is actually from video game space it'll be funny as we talk about this later on, how everything comes full circle. But yeah, I was in the video game space. Uh, I used to run video game studios like for Disney Interactive when they used to have internal studios. So I was managing a bunch of them. Um, and then also in the independent studios because uh, I'm from Vancouver originally. So now I live in Singapore. But Vancouver is a hotbed for video games. And um, so running studios, I'd work with Electronic Arts, Activision, Nintendo. So name, name them all, and I always did either running the studio or biz dev, licensing, and even sometimes uh, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, so after, you know, ended up not wanting to do games anymore, uh, launched a digital publishing platform for kids. This was when the iPad was first coming out, and I had just had my, like, first two kids. And we had realized that, hey, we're having, I'm on the iPad. My kids are coming up in that age. They'll probably use it. Everybody else I know my age was having uh, kids and they're on iPads and professionals. So there was actually a wave in about 2012 to 2014 where, hey, family apps were doing it. So we had a company called Story Panda, which we got funded by Five and Startups. They were going through a big, you know, think family investing because a lot of the partners in Five and Startups actually had kids. The funny thing was in that two year frame or year and a half, iPad apps went from, hey, people will buy books on them to like, we want everything free. So every family thesis, even ours, no matter what we did with all these books, like we had Batman books, Snoopy, all these, you couldn't sell them because all of a sudden people just wanted everything for free. And so that thesis just didn't play out. Um, so then after that, I was just kind of video games, doing that, burnt out, you know, the startup didn't work out and just, you know, needed a break. Um, and during that time was saying, you know, discover Bitcoin, blockchain, went down the rabbit hole, and then uh, met my partner, the co-founder Nearage uh, in Bluezell. And we just started Bluezell as kind of a project of doing work in the blockchain space, kind of like most others, like just trying to figure things out. Like we do some development work here, consulting here, and then took us to about like 2017 when we, we kind of, you know, formed Bluezell and what the current state was like decentralized storage. So that's my background. It's all video games and finance.
1: That's interesting. So you saw a big problem, you know, after kind of looking at the landscape and saying, uh, you know, these are the things, this is the trajectory that the industry is going in. What did you see was the big problem that needed to be solved? And how did you eventually land on, you know, decentralized file storage? And we can get into that. But what did you think was such a big
0: problem? Um, It was really my uh, CTO, like he and co founder, he, in around 2017, you know as pro- you know when the first wave of ethereum had really just taken off right and everything was going blockchain everything crypto projects he was just looking at the the stack and saying that if web3 is really going to happen well just because the blockchain decentralizes it the data and files not decentralized that's still sitting in centralized servers so the thesis was that the entire stack needs to be truly decentralized And at that time, you know, not, not many people were solving it, were looking for, for forward ahead that. So he said, why don't we focus on decentralized storage? And that's really kind of came about. But also to go back how we stumbled upon that, it wasn't just random. We were actually doing consulting projects for some of the banks and insurance companies in Singapore. And we had built some applications on Ethereum for them, KYC, know your customer, you know, flight times for insurance products. And we realized that when we're storing the data, and the past, we were doing it in centralized places and had to grab it. So that was kind of the thing was like, well, what takes it to a next level to have it all decentralized? So um, it did come about from work that we had been doing.
1: You know, I think that's a very important piece to highlight for our viewers who may not be technically savvy is that the blockchain itself is not a, a file storage layer. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a more of a an accounting or registry layer. And the block space commands a very high premium, right, for transaction processing. So, traditionally, you know, what developers would do is, like you said, it was they, they would might record uh, a smart contract or some transaction on on a layer one like Ethereum. But the files themselves that underpin some of the applications, they would have to be stored on a traditional cloud server like an M- Amazon S3 bucket, um, and so you know that the stack itself uh, even though your transaction processing is decentralized and resilient the file storage part of it is still subject to some kind of attack vector or centralized Mm -hmm. uh uh, problem um so i think that's important because i think a lot of people think that files themselves might get written to a blockchain Mm -hmm. and that that's that's not i mean you can imagine how expensive that would be
0: yeah so
1: T- tell us a little bit about um, how BlueCell uh, attacked the problem and maybe if you can um, talk a little bit about the difference between file storage and data storage and is there a, a, a distinction there to be made and how Blue Cell might have approached that as opposed to maybe some other decentralized file storage applications.
0: I mean, early on it was, um, uh, we focused on data storage to be a database, um, but over time to now, we realized that you have to be just storage in general. And if you've got a storage system, then you can do files at the same time efficiently as well as data. And it seems like everybody, the, more, the bigger need was towards files. So um, initially, what, I mean, the concept was that, hey, if you have a bunch of decentralized nodes running, each one could file, whether data or files, they'll be stored on there. You use a consensus algorithm that will say that, hey, that file is actually sitting there and then type network decides it. That would be the big, uh, you know, then it's like, okay, I can, the user or the customer knows that it's safe. It's, I mean, the big thing was, okay, let's step back a bit. <laughs> On Amazon S3 and other ones, uh, traditional centralized, you know, um, you can replicate it, right? Or you can get a backup, but what people don't realize that you're actually paying for backup. And the more you want to back it up, you got to pay more. And then depending on where the location is, you got to pay more or whatnot. And, you know, they're all based on geographies. So a thesis was that, Hey, using a decentralized storage network, two things are getting solved, uh, redundancy and reliability. So redundancy, meaning that you store it once, it'll be stored on many nodes at the same time and backed up. So you can, no matter if one node goes down or not, they're available everywhere else. Uh redundancy meant that, so even Amazon, we've seen it. Like if a geo is one area of Amazon goes down, uh, AWS, you might not get your files or what, you have to wait till servers come up. So the redundancy was based on if you have a decentralized network, well, even if a bunch of files go down or a geography, an area, because everything's scattered everywhere, randomized, your files, as long as it's available on one and it's gonna, it should still be there. So those are really the big things that the difference is I think blockchain, uh, systems what three could do offer reliance, I mean, redundancy and reliability. That was a core to make it simple. Hey there, revolutionaries. Thank you for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unlimited access to the most brilliant minds in finance and crypto. Join our community of lifelong learners for exclusive access, unparalleled education, and unbiased insights.